Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always my co-host. He is not Patton Oswald. Do not you know correct your 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 television sets. Uh, is in fact one Timothy P Vargulish. The P of course stands for president. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm not Patton Oswald, but uh, hey, I, I, I do consider him a colleague. I think we're about. Uh, about equally as funny. <laughs> I think we're gonna equally successful. I don't know. I don't know which one's more ludicrous, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's got a little bit of a leg up on me. I have written more comic books than him, though. Uh, <laughs> as far as far as I know, I think he he wrote maybe two comic books. I know he did a uh, a JLA one shot and a uh, uh, Serenity one shot. But uh, oh, you know, he might have done a, a few things for the goon. But um, hey, I'm I. I, I I wrote way more. That, that, uh, that's such a weird that. barometer. That's like me saying, "Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, um, I've done more podcasts than Steven Spielberg, therefore I am more successful." <laughs> Even though Spielberg well, is clearly more successful. Well, clearly, well, I mean, obviously, you're more successful in the podcast arena <laughs> than him. So Only because he's not decided to do one. If he if he decided to do one tomorrow, <laughs> he'd instantly have more listeners than us oh, by yeah. millions, probably. Sure. But would it be any good, honestly? Has Spielberg made a good movie in like 20 years? It's an honest question. It's an honest question. There's definitely, there's definitely a defendants of some some of his movies. I mean, and I get why they defend them. People like Minority Report. People like, oh, yeah. um, you know, Cash Me If You Can was not bad. Like, but sure. I mean, like, I, I guess I just haven't like watched many of his movies. Like, I, I'm sure. Like Bridge of Spies and Lincoln and stuff, I'm sure are probably good. But I don't really have much desire to watch them. That, that was my review of Lincoln. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I do consider him, um, you know, uh, again, uh, unequal. Uh, you know, as, as a, you know, as an American creator, um, you know, he created politics. Uh, you know, and I created a uh, goat man. So uh, again, we. I, I do consider us a little bit in the same field. Um, Something very odd about the way you uh, <laughs> you think about things, Tim. Uh, never change, never change. Uh, okay. So uh, we're going to talk about a movie today. We're a horror movie podcast. I don't know if I even got to that part yet. We're a horror film podcast. Uh, every week we talk about horror movies, but it's October. It is the October thorn, which means we are putting out episodes every single day. And it's killing us just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. So much recording, um, but we're here. We're here today, and we're going to do the second of the three movie votes that we had. Because every month on Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV, we put up a vote for our patrons to, to, to pick between four films. Uh, for the Oktoberthon uh, last month, when we put the votes up. We put up three votes. One was for everyone, including the public, and then two Patreon-only votes. And this was one of those. The theme of this vote was John Carpenter. It was four John Carpenter movies that we hadn't yeah. done yet. And the winner, uh, by a fair margin, actually, was The Fog. So that is what we're going to talk about today. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning in the middle before we get into spoilers. But this is John Carpenter's The Fog from 1980. And if I just click... I'm fairly confident in what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to double-check, just in case I'm wrong. Because that's entirely possible. Uh, but I believe this is the movie that is sandwiched in between. It's the only thing in between Halloween and... Oh, no. No, no. Escape from New York came before The Thing. I was going to say this is sandwiched in between the Halloween and The Thing. Uh, okay. But Escape from New York did come before The Thing. 
So fair yeah, enough, yeah. fair enough. Because I was going to say what a, what a, what a legacy to live up to, both right before <laughs> and after it. Like those two movies. Yeah. Uh, he also had a couple of TV movies uh, in 1978, 1979. Uh, did Elvis okay. and Someone's Watching Me? Um, um, don't know if I care about Elvis, but Someone's Watching Me sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah. A woman is being watched in her apartment by a stranger who also calls and torments her. A cat and mouse game begins. That actually sounds oh. pretty good. I want to see this TV movie now. Um, <laughs> so a little too close to home for you. What? <laughs> what? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, so we're talking about the fog. That's what we're talking about. Uh, the premise of the fog is it's a town of uh, of uh, oh god, Antonio, Antonio Bay. Antonio Bay. Yeah, yeah, I got there. I was like, it's not Amnesty. It's not Amnesty. That's 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 Aquaman. That's Aquaman. <laughs> Antonio Bay. Um, and you have a cast. Full of people who have been in other Carpenter movies. There's at least like three cast members from Halloween in this, including Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Nancy Loomis, and uh, the sheriff, uh, whoever that, I don't know his actor's name. Um, but then you also have um, Tom Atkins in there, uh, who Tim is repping uh, today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Tom Atkins rules. Um, very good. And, although, it's Tom Atkins without the moustache, though, which to me is, is lesser Atkins. Oh sure, yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate they just have a mustache in here. But you know what's interesting? Uh, and I think I've caught this uh, other times when I've seen the movie. But do you know the name of his character? I did. I we saw it, it said it on the phone. His, the, name, the character's name is Nick Castle. Yes. Yeah, that that uh, escaped me in other viewings, and then uh, when they mentioned it this time, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's a nice little Halloween nod. It's not even just that. There's a there's a character in here called uh, Dan O'Bannon. Which is the, oh, shit. the the one of the writers, the creator of Alien. Yeah. I, I I don't know, um, if Dan O'Bannon has anything to do with this movie, but it's interesting that they've got someone named after him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a a couple of like references I I, I caught like that uh, at one point on the radio station. I think they mentioned that they're gonna be playing something by the Coupe de Ville's, which is John Carpenter's mm. band. Which yeah. Also, uh, I... th- there's a character. One of the guys on the boat near the start is called Tommy Wallace. Oh shit! Okay. So, cool. yeah, which makes me wonder: <laughs> some of these other names references to things that I'm just not getting because I just don't know them. But maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe. Hmm. But uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, so it's basically this this town, and it's, it's the birthday of the town, it's the hundredth birthday of this town, and the fog rolls in and brings with it these pirate ghosts because they were wronged in the past. There's a whole backstory the movie gets into. And we're interested to a bunch of different characters around the town. Um, you know, uh, Adrian Barbaro is in there, who, or Barbo, sorry, is in there. And she is uh, the, 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 the radio host who, who, who broadcasts from the lighthouse, which is a really cool thematic little uh, image. Like, you know, the image of her in the lighthouse, like, broadcasting, like, you know, like switching over guys. Like, I'll be with you till 1 a.m. playing music and keeping you turned on. Um, which, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, so you got her, who, of course, wanted to be in Escape from New York. Uh, Jim Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, who, of course, was in Psycho, is in here as well, uh, who I did recognize. And what's interesting, actually, is that Obviously, she looks quite different in this compared to Psycho, which was 20 years before this. But she doesn't look that different in this compared to uh, Halloween H2O, which is like the one cameo of her as an old woman that I, I like I know yeah. sort of well. And I'd seen this movie before, but it'd been a while. Um, mm. So, you know, she's in there. Like, So, yeah, you got this uh, Hal Holbrook's in there, who's, a, who's an actor who... He's, he's the priest in this, but he he's popped up in a bunch of stuff uh, over, over the years. Uh, so, big notable cast. And, yeah, uh, so... 
You know, so it's basically, it takes place over two nights. The first night, some creepy stuff happens, but it's the second night on the actual birthday of the town where the fog comes in proper and the town has to kind of deal with it and how there's dangerous ghosts in the, in the fog that are killing people. So, Tim, yeah. first of all, had you seen this before? Yes. Uh, se- several times, actually. I think even, possibly even earlier this year. Uh, okay. But, yeah. For, for I, me, for, for me, I think it had been like, over 10 years maybe even yeah. like 15 something like that uh but hey so do, do you enjoy did you enjoy this viewing of the fog uh so yeah so the, the reason why i've seen it a couple of times is because it's one of those ones where i'm always like should should i rewatch this like because i don't remember much <laughs> about it uh or maybe if i watch it something will click because like everything about this on paper kind of makes it sound like it should be one of the best movies ever made. Uh, I mean, John Carpenter, <laughs> Tom Atkins, Jamie Lee Curtis, Adrian Barbeau. Um, I mean, the the premise kind of has this cool, like, urban legendy vibe to it. You mm-hmm. know, where it's like, like, it even kind of starts off with, like, as a, you know, like a campfire story, which I think is cool. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think overall it just doesn't do anything for me. Like, um, I just find it to be kind of boring. Uh, like, once you do kind of see like the ghost pirates, I, I do think they look cool, but you don't really see much of them. Uh, there's some cool stuff in the ending, and you know it's Carpenter, so you know you, you get some good stuff in there. Like you know, um, I, I don't I don't feel like the music is as prevalent uh, in other movies, but when it does kick in, it's good. Yeah, it's a theme in there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it just. I, I hate to say it, but it just really doesn't work for me. Like, it, it's definitely not the worst movie in the world, but I, ju- I just expect so much better, <laughs> you know, from everyone involved here. Especially, this, like I say, this is right between Halloween and The Thing and yeah. Escape from New York, which it's funny because obviously Escape from New York New York's not a movie people do in this show because it's not a horror movie. But I will say it's interesting to me because I actually kind of agree with you. I don't think this movie's that great. I think it's okay. I think there's, you know, yeah. it's, it's a decent enough watch and there's, there's, you know, there's a bunch of nice actors in it that I like. Um, I think it does is lacking something, despite the fact that even taking out the actors, because you said on paper this sounds right, even just the premise, this idea that the fog rolls in, and the main thing in the, the premise that I really like, that there's not much of in the movie, but the idea that uh, Adrian Barbo in the lighthouse, and she's broadcasting over the radio, is actually in- instructing people over the radio to where, where to go, because you know, we're safe, where the fog is, and she's trying to like, be this, these the eyes and the ears of the town yeah like, there's a really cool premise in there but it's only really a small part of the film um so much of the movie is the build-up to the actual night where the fog comes in and honestly i feel like the movie like should get to, get to that point by the end of act one but it doesn't it gets to that point yeah. at the end of act two and because of that uh i think we have too many characters at least in the I, sense that i don't really feel like i get to know any of them they're just kind of i, I think yeah that was a big thing i was thinking of because uh like i I do think, like, you know, the characters are good, but since there are so many, it feels like we're constantly jumping between them Mm because it's, you know, I I think maybe it would be different if they all kind of, like, met up or they were one force or, you know, especially like Carpenter is especially good at kind of doing those, like, you know, bottle movies or siege movies, like, where, you know, uh, like, like some of my favorite stuff is kind of towards the end when they're all kind of together in, like, you know, the one area. But um, most of the movie just feels so... (sighs) like dissected like you know it's just like okay we're gonna you know cut to these two people for about five minutes and then we're gonna cut to these two people who are doing their thing and then these two people like it's 
and I feel it seems like a bit much. Yeah, they never really feel like a, a unified town, which is a shame. And I think what the other problem is, is that the movie is ninety minutes long, and it actually like it does this thing in the opening where, as the opening titles play, like it's the night before all this stuff happens, and there's a lot of little, little creepy things happening, like, you know, alarms going off, like glass breaking, you know, just just little things like that, and. I looked at the runtime when the, the titles finally finished. It's t- it spends so much time, like sort of having like Adrian Barbo's like narration from the radio come in and out. Uh, we don't see her till the very end of this. By the time it comes to directed by John Carpenter, we're like a good eighteen minutes into the movie at that point. Oh, like, <laughs> like we, we, you know, I feel like it actually does waste too much time, um, yeah. like setting the mood. Even though I like the mood that it's trying to set, I, I think at that point I'm like, no, we could have spent like an extra ten minutes in that first eighteen, like introducing some yeah. of these characters giving them a bit more time um and because i i would i would have where they all congregate in one place i'd have that at the start of act three and i'd have yeah. act two be them all separate and trying to like get to better places the problem is in the movie though that all happens in the space of like five minutes and like one little section and yeah. it's so late on that by that point I, I just i don't know like i feel like i don't really get to know any of these characters and i along the ones that have names that are from other things and it's okay i reckon i remember nick castle because that's a, yeah. a sort of joke it's like a, like a, a an in joke kind of thing um i wouldn't know any of the names of these characters they're, they're not like memorable yeah. in any way shape or form um and what's interesting is that i mentioned this game from new york is that i also think that one's kind of disappointing i think it's better than this one um, but I think again, that's a movie that I think has a great premise. But I don't love Escape from New York. I think it has a great theme tune. Don't get me wrong; that that theme's uh, fantastic. Kurt Russell's pretty good in it, but um, I don't think it lives up to its premise. And I think it's interesting that for me, as a big Carpenter fan, sandwiched in between what I think are easily Carpenter's two best movies, Halloween and The Thing, you have these two in between that are kind of good premises but fall short of actually living up to what i would expect and not just expect in general just expect from carpenter like what i'd expect him to deliver with these premises just feels a little bit off uh so i don't want to trash it though i I don't think it's a a, a difficult watch it's it's a perfectly easy to go down movie to put on for 90 minutes but uh it's it's never as cool as you want it to be it's never what you want it to be yeah and and Maybe it's a little unfair because of you know where you're probably attaching you know such big expectations uh, since it is like a carpenter movie. But I think that's a good way to put it, though. Yeah, it kind of never really shapes up to what you want it to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I just feel like maybe they could have sped things up and really try to have like a uh, more kills. Um, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe it could have could have been better if it like kind of just takes place in one night and like the fog maybe you know just kind of blankets the whole town or something. Like because uh, yeah, just the idea of you know like you're saying, so much of it is um, like getting ready for the fog and like you know them in the daylight, kind of you know running around and researching and stuff. And it's like uh, you know I, I feel like you could just lose a lot of that. Like I want to see these spirits uh you know coming out of the fog and you know attacking people and killing people you really don't get like too much like death or gore in this unfortunately no you don't and the the actual like culmination is really quick as well the 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 actual like horror part of the movie feels really rushed um and it's a shame and it's not so much it's not so much that i think it needs to be much longer it's just that i think it spends too much time doing other things yeah and and who knows like i don't know maybe it was like a budget thing or something maybe Mm um you know they're working with what they got but i i do like that um you know kind of final act i, I think 
you know, uh, a lot of that stuff looked really cool and was fun. And, uh, but like you said, it's so short and rushed that it just, yeah. And by then you don't really care as much and it's kind of just over by the time you're getting into it. Yeah. Cause I actually, like, I, I do start getting into it. It's right around the time, uh, like I say, where, uh, Adrian Barbo over the, over the radio is like, sort of like asking for people to go and help her son. Uh, she's got like a little boy and she's like directing people that's when i think the movie kind of like okay i love this premise i love now what it's become but at that point in the movie and again i checked the runtime because i was kind of conscious as i was watching this like how long it was spending doing things i checked the runtime the moment in the film that i think it starts getting good there's 18 minutes left on the clock <laughs> 18 minutes and that's including the, the closing credits obviously so like i just i feel like it just it, it focuses on some of the wrong things and it's not so much that i think the characters in this movie need to be deep characters where i need to get to know them in that way but it's just that i feel like none sure. of them have a lot to do even once because in, in a movie like this i'd expect the characters to feel worthwhile in the fact that they have a lot of actions to do like they have a lot of like okay so you know but by the time we got to the end and they're all in one place you know nancy uh, uh Loomis's character uh like who's like helping the the is, is janet lee the mayor or something i don't know what she is exactly but uh mm. like you know like those two characters have nothing to do in the last act of this movie they're they're, they're kind of just <laughs> there and it's weird um you know tom atkins and jim lee curtis have this weird kind of like new romance that happens which <laughs> is, is a bit weird because he's like twice her age and that seems to yeah. be a running thing with tom atkins in movies but um <laughs> You know, they have at least a little bit of something to investigate, so they have something going on, and he's kind of the closest we have to like a main hero who's like you know, yeah, saving people. But again, it's, it's very light on what it's what it's doing. Yeah, and it's like, could you even really say like who the main character in this movie is? Oh like... no, I mean, it, it would be between him, uh, Stevie, Adrian Barbo's character. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, like no one really feels like they have enough time given to them to, um, and, and like obviously it's not like there's something wrong with having an, a you know big ensemble cast, but usually there's someone that kind of sticks out that you point to like, all right, well this is a person that we're mostly going to be following or that we're going to want to check in on. But it didn't really feel like there's anyone like that in this. No, I realize as I say this that there was a remake, and I've not seen the remake. I'm sure we'll do it at some <laughs> point now that we've now that we've uh, done this one, but. Like it Starring does... your favorite Superman, Tom <laughs> Wellington. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like that this movie does feel prime for a good remake. Like I could see, yeah, yeah. you know, a good version, a really good version of this movie. Uh, kind of, you know, because that's the other thing. Like, I, I will say the one. I think the uh, the 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 pirates in the in the fog when they're like walking into places and you see like the glowing eyes and stuff look quite good. Uh, I do yeah. think the wide shots of the town as the fog's supposed to be rolling in does look very dated because they they can't just yeah. like CG fog. They have to have this weird like overlaid. And it's like that doesn't look fog. That looks like smoke. There's a difference. Yeah. Fog, fog does not look as uh, cloudy as this does. Uh, but yeah. it's it's a limitation at the time. So you, whatever. But. And I think you just reminded me, like, one of the reasons why I had wanted to rewatch this earlier, uh, like, this year, because uh, I, I think uh, NECA, if you're familiar with them, they do, like, a lot of, um, they do, like, action figures and stuff, and, mm. you know, they do a lot of horror movie stuff, and I remember, uh, I, I think it was them, if it was someone else, I, I forget who, but I'm pretty sure it was them, they released, like, a a fog action figure, you know, of one of the pirates, and the figure looked so cool that it did make me go, like, Oh wow! Like this is an awesome like design. Uh, <laughs> I should probably rewatch uh, you know this movie, and 
don't know. It's weird to say, like, the, I don't know, just looking at that action figure, probably a bit of a better experience than watching the movie. Like, I don't know, it's cooler. The ghost powers than... do look good. Like, like yeah. it does this thing with the lighting where you never see, like, a lot of detail in them, so they always have this yeah. kind of silhouette feel, uh, but with glowing eyes, which looks quite good, and it feels different. Um, so... And, like, like you were saying, uh, with, with the remake, I, I do agree. It, it uh, could use a good remake. Uh, the problem is it would have to be, like, a remake in, you know, a capable person's hands, I think. I don't know who actually did the remake, but it's just, you know, the very generic Hollywood kind of crap that sure, was yeah. coming around at that time. I, I'm happy to say I've never seen the remake, but I'm, sh- I'm sure I will for this show. Um, oh, yeah. The, the future. <laughs> yep. We'll do, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do, like, a punishment month. We'll just do remakes of stuff we've already done. <sighs> Unfortunately, people would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all. <laughs> All right, we did spoilers. <laughs> okay, I think we're there. All right, uh, so yes, yeah, so we've got spoilers uh, for for the fall. Before we start that section, though, I will just say to you, I will remind you about patreoncom TV, which is the main way we get supported and the main way you can ensure all the content keeps coming and support streams to go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever <laughs> until one of us is dead. But you can do that over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, you can support us for as little as $1 per month, and that $1 will get you a bonus exclusive episode of Screams every single month. And, uh, of course, in October, you get four bonus episodes. But on a regular month, you get one. But, of course, there's a whole back catalogue now that you can dive into. Uh, there's bonus episodes of other shows that we do in Mailfuzz TV. Uh, you know, me and Tara do the sci-fi movie podcast, uh, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, so that has a nice little backlog of bonus movies now too. So you can check all that stuff out, and then at the higher tiers you get your vote and things like that. So uh, go, go and have a look on Patreon and see if you're interested, and uh, there you go. But uh, we'll get spoilers now for The Fog, and uh, yeah, movie starts, lots of creepy things are happening around town. Uh, you know, we're, we're jumping around. Tom Atkins is driving in his, in his, in his Jeep, or whatever it is, and he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis' hitchhiking, and they have... Like zero point zero one percent of chemistry, maybe. Like, <laughs> like I actually, even though I've seen this before, see when it cut to them the next time we see them uh, in this opening sort of like twenty minutes sort of like very quick cut around of all these characters, we see them lying in his bed, and I'm like, whoa, okay, they had sex, all right. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was surprised. Uh, yeah, because it does feel like, uh, especially. <clears throat> um, yeah, the the age difference does seem uh, pretty noticeable. Uh, I mean, sure, Tom Atkins is a cool guy. He's you know drinking a beer while I was driving. <laughs> What's cooler than that? Uh, but yeah, then to just like cut to them, like there's no like hint of like flirtiness really or anything. Like they're just kind of talking, having a normal conversation. Then yeah, the next scene you see them, they're just like both lying naked in bed. You're like, oh okay. Yeah, well, there's, there's the one creepy thing that happens. All all the car windows all uh, smash all right, yeah. on their own. So I, I guess that just puts people in the mood. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Never done it for me, but I, I guess some people just, oh, some window smash, some creepiness. <laughs> you know what I could really go for right now is some of that sex. Oh, that's yeah. What I think. <laughs> uh, so that's happening. We see, you know, other things happening. You know, Nancy Loomis's character, like her TV starts acting up and her car alarm goes off and yeah, just all these little things around town. Um, the, the one actual severe thing, though, is that the fog does reach a boat that has like three guys on it and they kill the guys. And one of the big plot points at the end is that they, these ghosts only want to kill six people. So they've already killed three in the opening section because there's like, <laughs> there like three guys on this boat. 
So there's not actually, like you say, there's not a lot of deaths. So it's actually written into the plot that they only want six. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if you knew that at this point, you'd be like, "Wait, there's only three deaths left? What? Yeah, only three. And it's like, if if you're gonna have like six deaths, that's fine. But like, at least make them count. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you you do like a lot of them just usually end up kind of just being, you know, someone getting like <laughs> dragged away by like a hook or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's well, not I mean, like there's anything. What do we have? We have the three in the boat, not all of whom you see. You see one guy get like hook stabbed or whatever. Uh we yeah. find the dead body, of course, of one of the others later, but um we have the old granny who's taking care of uh, Stevie's son. Oh, yeah. And we have the weatherman who's got a crush on Stevie who keeps calling her and telling her about the fog and the weather and how much he wants to date her and so on and so on. Um and then uh obviously the final one's the is the priest, Father Malone at the, the very yeah. end. So yeah. Which I, I at least th- thought that was cool, uh, the ending. Well, the ending was weird for me. I, I felt like it was kind of almost a bit cheap how it... It does this thing where, you know, they're all in this... We're kind of skipping ahead here, but they're all, they're all in the <laughs> church and the the, 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 the the army of, like, however many ghosts. Because we find out, of course, that um, at the formation of this town, when the, when this town was founded, um, the, the priest and some of the other people in the town who set the town up actually betrayed uh, this Blake, this guy named Blake and his crew who were coming for refuge and they they lured them into uh, a dangerous part of the the, the ocean uh, or the seabed and it destroyed them and killed them all and they just went the next day and stole all the gold and that's why they want revenge that's why the the, the ghost spirit has been wanting vengeance all this time and it doesn't See, this... if they do a, a remake now they should really get tommy wiseau to play the the pirate <laughs> <laughs> like everybody betray me <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ghost. I'm alive. <laughs> Give me my money. Um, he, uh, yeah. So, so we have this. Oh, hi, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all the ghosts show up, and but at this point, they've found this golden cross, like the because it's Father Mullen's grandfather, who was the, this guy a hundred years ago, uh, and it, he he actually felt guilty, so he kept all the gold and told the others that it was stolen. And but he actually made a gold cross out of it, this giant gold cross, and the you know like Malone's... And you know that greedy greedy church was like hell yeah we'll take that gold cross. Well, he was running the church. <laughs> this church, he is a greedy one, but he's he's all guilty. He's 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 a good person deep down. But he he uh, Father Malone is like basically offering himself, and he's holding the cross. He's like no, t- you know, take me as the sixth one. Take me as the sixth one, and have your have your gold back, and um. The, you know, the the main pirate like touch Blake that would be touches the the cross and it lights up, and it's actually the uh, you know, Atkins pulls pulls their Falamon back, um just as like everything disappears. So the idea being they got the cross, so everyone disappears, and we have this this moment at the end where Falamon's left alone, everyone thinks everything's done and over, and he's like, but why not kill me? Why not kill for you know? So it's all six, and then the fog rolls in just one last time. And he gets decapitated. You know, he swings his sword to decapitate him, and it cuts to you know, the fog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's cool. But I, I did feel like it was a little bit. I don't know. I, I felt a little bit like, yeah, why not just kill him before you left? Before if it, it, it felt almost. That's true. It yeah. felt a little yeah. bit like, oh, we want the final scare at the end of the movie, so we're going to just yeah. have them not kill him then, so we can do it at the end. <laughs> that was a bit weird to me. You know, what could be kind of cool is. Um... If you do have something like this where, like, they appear every hundred years, like, 
I don't know if you do the sequel, but like keep it like the same timeline. So it's like a hundred years after this movie. And then it's like kind of futuristic. I don't know. That could be cool. You want the, uh, the, 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 the deep far future version of the fog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> call it, call it the fog, uh, 2100 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it'd be the fog, uh, 2080. Yeah. There That'd be go. cool. Sure. Like, you know, if it's popular, keep doing sequels and like each one like you know gets further and further into the future. The sad like, part- eventually it's like a post apocalyptic <laughs> one. You know, the sad part is Tim is next year this movie's forty years old. We're only sixty years away from from this this hundred years later. Yikes. I know. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean we'll we'll probably be dead for then, but like Of course. Yeah. But I mean, not by much, <laughs> not by much. Like if we if we live to a decent age, we won't have been gone that long by the time this hundredth anniversary rolls around. I mean, it, it's not us I'm worrying about; it's the planet. But oh, sure, yes. <laughs> I think <laughs> yes. I think if if the planet survives like the next five years, I'll be surprised. Five years, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speeding up those projections, are we, Tim? No. Um, now I'll tell you one of the things I do like. I like some of the locations in this. I love the lighthouse, but yep. more specifically, I love the. Uh, the the path to the lighthouse it's this big giant staircase it's like a, it's a really oh, yeah, nice yeah. there's a nice scene of adrian barbro walking she goes through this gate and then it's just this really thin rock staircase that goes for probably like like a half of a mile it's like a half mile of a staircase going all the way down to where this lighthouse is at the edge of this uh you know cliffy seabed um yeah um, i think in general it's like a cool setting that you don't really you know see in a lot of horror movies like a lot of times you know you, you kind of get like the big city or uh, the suburbs uh, you don't really get this kind of coastal town setting like you know it's like a nice kind of feels like a little sleepy you know small town but then you know but then you can do a lot of stuff with that you know like there's you know ship stuff port stuff beach lighthouse things that um yeah it could be like a really cool setting i feel like uh i do like the ones we get but i feel like maybe we don't really explore the town enough no i agree i agree the town should be more of a character uh yeah. You know, I like the idea of everyone being trapped in the town when the fog rolls in. They're trying to sneak around. Not quite like the mist, because it's, it's not as dangerous as the mist where if they go out in the yeah. fog, they're definitely just instantly dead. But, like, the idea of, like, Stevie, like, directing them sounds like such a good idea. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so in terms of the main plots that happen sort of throughout the, the middle portion of the movie, you've got um, Atkins and Jamie Lee Curtis who are investigating the fact that, because his friends were on the boat, and the, the, all the ones that died in the boat were the Atkins' friends. So he goes out to find the boat. Jamie Lee Curtis just kind of comes with him because she's bored. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> she's in love. <laughs> she's in love. Uh, they find <laughs> the dead body, which leads to a scene where they're actually back at uh, like the, the coroner's or wherever, and the guy's like, this is weird because like, they, they like this body's as if it's been under in in the water for like a month, even though it's clearly only been since last night. Uh, and like I, again, this was just one of these weird scenes where I felt, why is there a scene where like a corpse like stands up and like gives yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis a jump scare? Like why is this a scene in this movie? It just it felt weird. Like I don't know. Like you've got such a good premise here. Why are we adding this like generic scene in here that feels yeah. disconnected? Especially since yeah, it's strange. It's not like the other victims of the of the killings like come back either. This is like a completely isolated incident. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I thought this was really weird. It it stands out as, uh, yeah, kind of pointless and doesn't really fit in with the rest of the movie. And like, uh, yeah, like you said, I guess it's you know to maybe try to put something a little supernatural, have some type of like you know scare or weird thing going on at this time, but. 
how does it fit with the rest of the movie? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, whoa. Is Hal Holbrook still alive? Maybe. There's no, no date of death in MDB. He was born in 1925. Is he going to be in the next Halloween movie? <laughs> uh, I mean, that dude's old. That's like what? He's in his 90s. Jeez. Oof. And hey, he was in he was in uh, Lincoln in twenty twelve, so it's not even been that long since <laughs> it's, not been, it's not even been that long since he was in something. In fact, hell, he was, he was in TV shows like two years ago. He was in Hawaii Five O and Grey's Anatomy <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> Jeez, that's that's uh, getting up there. Um, power to him, power to him. Um, anyway, well, I, yeah, so so that that's kind of their plot. And then you have a very small plot, uh, which I guess it's more Fella Malone's plot because he finds the book and he kind of gives us some of the backstory. But that ties in uh, Janet Lee, who's also the wife of one of the guys on the boat, uh, and Nancy Loomis, their characters. They go to see Fella Malone and hear about this stuff from the book. And that's basically it. Like, they hear about it, they go, this is creepy, don't tell us this kind of thing and that's kind of it until stuff actually starts happening later and obviously she eventually realizes that her husband's probably dead and that's kind of like a small beat but there's not really much to it It, 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 like it's kind of shocking how little really meaningful happens to the characters in this movie uh which i think is what gives it the feeling of being just a little bit boring yeah yeah unfortunately like uh it especially feels like a waste because um it is such a good cast uh you know kind of wish they had more to do um but yeah like it, it's really hard to like it, it feels like you can kind of go through the whole plot like you know really simply and like just like you know like a couple of minutes like versus you know other movies where you would be like and then this happens and this happens there's a school th- scene here and then this and this and blah 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 like you know like if you're recounting like halloween or the thing you're gonna go like scene by scene because everything is so like uh you know captivating and interesting yeah and this is kind of like yeah, you could just give a pretty quick overview in like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'd say those are the two plots, and then the third plot would be Adrian Barbro up in the lighthouse, All right. who like notices like this weird thing happens because her son found this uh, like part of a ship with the name on it, yeah. and it ends up bursting out of flames, and like her record player starts like um, you know saying like oh we will kill six, six will die, you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And everything goes back to normal, but that kind of freaks her out enough that she's kind of skeptical. And it, But then the other part of her plot is just that she's kind of, not. I mean, she isn't really flirting. She's all, like, the, the weatherman's flirting with her constantly over the phone. And she seems to, you know, like his uh, company, if nothing else, even if she's not yeah. as into him. But um, he's, he's actually the first one to kind of really die once the fog rolls in on the main night. And that's what tells her to warn everyone. Um, but you know, again, this this is so late in the movie. By the time this happens, that, that you know, it it doesn't it doesn't really feel like it, it gives you a setup. Where then okay, now that we've done the setup, a lot of fun stuff can happen. It spends so yeah. much time setting it up. That by the time that it's done setting it up, it's like okay, we've got like 15, 20 minutes left. Uh, we have to wrap this up. We're on a clock here, people. We're on a clock. So they all end up at the church together. Uh, and they're barricading and fighting back and the ghosts come in but again even once the church there's not a whole lot of like planning there's not a whole lot of like okay what can we do to to survive kind of thing which is what i like about these types of movies is the survival elements but yeah sadly yeah sadly there's not a whole lot to talk about with the fog i feel like it's a fairly lacking straightforward movie that just doesn't have enough bite to it 
and what I think is kind of weird is uh, I, I do feel like it has a bit of a following. Like I do think, you know, sometimes I will see people like referring to it as a classic or, and everything, which um, like, again, I can see not hating the movie, but to really revere, you know, revere it seems kind of strange to me. Yeah, and for the record, I don't hear it. Like it's, it's not a bad, it's not right, a terrible right, right, movie. Yeah. It's 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 easy going. To, it's you know, it's pleasant enough to watch. There's some things to like. There's a cast to like. Uh, there's some nice shots here or there. There's some interesting locales. Like it's not a, a bad movie. It's just it's definitely disappointing. As a John Carpenter fan, this was like a yeah. like oh, as a movie from his prime. Let's watch it, and it's like oh, this this is right in the middle of his prime, and yet it feels yeah. like you know. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, I, I'd, I'd probably still take this over um, some of his late stuff that is, right, right. you know, really derided. But uh, yeah. yeah, the fog not not setting my world on fire. It's a shame. I wish it did. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in the uh, the same boat. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I want more. And I, I, again, I, I feel like I've seen this more. Uh, often than I, I should have because it is one of those movies where you know i'll watch it then forget about it and then be like was this good was there something i missed last time i don't remember much about it let me let me try it again and then i watch it again i'm like oh yeah no not really <laughs> it's just yeah not the worst thing ever not horrible um uh, there's enough stuff in there uh that makes it like passable um you know like some good music cast is great and then, yeah, the few instances where some interesting stuff is happening is cool. But uh, if if it was a, uh, you know, if it was school and, and it was like a, a you know, uh, like a midterm or something, you'd probably, you'd give it a passing grade, but you'd probably write something like, I expected better <laughs> from you or something. <laughs> you passed, but you are so much more capable. You have so yeah. much potential. What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> like if, yeah, if you're a teacher you would like you know kneel down to the kid and be like what's going on i i, I know you're better than this <laughs> uh, is there trouble at home yeah <laughs> is there trouble at home tell, tell us <laughs> tell us carpenter um but yeah and obviously he went on to make some great movies after this this is by no means uh, a harbinger uh sure sure like yeah. i said like the thing is like two movies later so like classics were coming uh this yeah. this one just uh, i i think the script need to really be refocused and i wonder if there was a a desire to rush this out for some reason or yeah or something i don't know but there you go. i mean like yeah i, I mean at this point it, you know is carpenter really much of a name like uh yeah i don't know if he has like a lot of clout or you know, if, if he's able to, to do much with the movie, I don't know, maybe he's just kind of, he's mm. limited at this point. I, I don't know. Career. Theoretically, like, I mean, Halloween was a huge hit, so I, I don't know. Well, that's why I wasn't sure of, like, was it a hit right away, or was it something that, like, took a, a while to catch on? Well, it took a while by today's standards because it, it didn't release in the whole country at once. It kind of did town oh, right, by right. town. But, yeah. I, I don't, I, but I think it was quick enough that by the time, you know, he was shooting in 1979 like you know okay, your, your so. movie's huge <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so i don't know i don't know uh it's a shame it's a shame uh but that's the fog uh you know i i definitely i, I would kind of say this is very kind of middle of the road carpenter um yeah maybe just under the average of what i expect from him but sure. uh you know that's what i said but hey uh so tim what are you going to rate uh the fog out of 10 uh, unfortunately it's it's gonna sound pretty low but i think i'm gonna give it a 5.5 uh 
I, you know, I think it's, you know, it, uh, it's above that, that middle mark, you know, of other movies, but you know, not by much. I, I don't think, uh, you know, there's definitely good elements in there, but again, it just doesn't come together. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I, I am bored watching it. And, you know, that is kind of like, you know, we said it before, but that's really is like one of the worst things that a movie can be like, you know, uh, at least if it's, you know, bad, at least there's something you can kind of laugh at or like, you know, scratch your head over. But, you know, boring is just such a, you know, blase, uh, neutral feeling. But um, there's enough stuff, though, that kind of puts it above like, you know, it being awful or anything. So it's still watchable, but unfortunately, not as good as you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're that far off. I'm, I mean, I think I might stretch to a six, because um, a five point five does feel a bit harsh. Because it is very dependable in what it's doing. It's just, I just wish it was doing more. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just wish it was more engaging. Uh, but I know it's weird because I actually I remember the first time I saw this was back in DVD, and a company in the UK put out a special edition of this and The Howling. Um, and I was all excited because I was like, oh yeah, yeah. These, these nice special editions. And they were very similar yeah. kind of covers, like Helen was all red, this one was all green. And I remember watching both movies and being kind of like just lukewarm <laughs> on both of them and being like, yeah. what the hell? I thought these were two big horror movies. Like, what, you know, yeah. back, back when I was, this was probably like a mid to late high school kind of time. But yeah. um, I don't know, uh, weird. But hey, uh, so that is uh, that is that is the fog. Uh, obviously, there's more carpenter to, to do. We'll definitely get to more mm-hmm. carpenter in the future. Uh, but you know, uh, we'll chip away. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be an October tradition. Now that there's no more Halloween movies to do, because uh, we did mm-hmm. the whole franchise, maybe we'll just tr- make sure we squeeze in a carpenter every year. Sure. Uh, yeah. And work through them. Uh, so, Sounds good. Uh, you can let us know what you think of the fog in the comments. You can like and subscribe and ding the bell uh, to make sure that you get all the notifications. <laughs> uh, you can, of course, get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. You can support us by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts uh, or whatever you use to listen to us. Uh, five stars on the review would be very good. It helps share us out and things like that. And we did mention, of course, halfway through the show, patreon.com slash mailfuzztv, where you can support us financially and get some bonuses. Uh, but that is otherwise us and that is that is it so um but yeah so thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time